Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. Another week has come and gone, and finally, Wisconsin lives up to its name, and uh, we've had the first major snowstorm of the season. Uh, I was up bright and early this morning, 5 a.m. to be exact. Uh, I was already out of the house, uh, shoveling snow. Uh, my driveway is clean and pristine. Uh, the cars have been uh, dug out of the snow. Uh, and uh, the day before, we got some of that wet snow. I, I don't like the wet snow. It's heavy. I think I tweaked my back as I was walking around like uh, I, I, I was Donald Duck for a minute there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm getting older. Sometimes uh, we need reminding. Hello. Stop uh, what you're doing. Uh, and remind yourself that you're almost 50. I know at the sum, I'm still a spring chicken. Uh, I guess it's all about perspective, is it not? But we're still here. Today is uh, 1-11-2024, which is uh, January the 11th, 2024. Uh, the program is due to air later today. So... Uh, in case something happens between, oh, I don't know, 10-ish Central and uh, the evening, know that this is a pre-recorded program. Uh, but I'm here for you. I drove in this morning. There was a few cars uh, in the ditch because apparently nobody uh, equates the white stuff on the road with the need to slow down just a smidge. I, you know, I, I, I was driving like... Uh, the, the elderly gentleman and driving Miss Daisy this morning, I was 45-ing it all the way into the office, and people were just streaming by me. Speed limit's 55, so it's not like I was walking. Uh, but there were people just zooming by, 65, 70, 75 miles an hour. And you can see, uh, you know, their, their taillights going back and forth uh, because they weren't quite stable. And it's, you know, it's only a matter of time. And you, you drive by and you hope that while they're spinning out of control, they don't clip you. It is what it is. This is the beauty of living in the Midwest. Are we in the Midwest? We're somewhere. Uh, it's Wisconsin. Uh, it gets cold. It gets icy. We got both. Finally, uh, it, it took all the way to January 11th to get a really good snowfall. But now that we've gotten one, it seems that... Uh, Nature has an appetite for it. So we're going to be getting snow tomorrow, Saturday. And so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking all uh, muscular by the time this is over. Because it's the only exercise I get. I know. Some of you are going, you should go to the gym. I'm sorry. I, if I'm going to run, it's going to be because I'm being chased. I, I can't really talk anyone into coming to the gym with me and pulling a gun so I could run. Uh, they're afraid they'll get arrested, even though I, I you know, I, I'd explain that it was my motivation. Uh, that said, if people are allowed to take what peacocks on planes as, uh, you know, comfort animals, uh, why, why can't I bring someone with a firearm into the gym as my motivation? 
That's a question for another day. I know, heady topics today, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm a little tuckered from all the shoveling. Uh, I got done around 7.40 when the girls had to go to school. Oddly enough, uh, Wednesday, uh, I was supposed to do a friend's program, uh, and uh, school got canceled. No, was it was no Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Yesterday was Wednesday. See, I'm even losing track of days. Pretty soon, uh, me and, and Joe Biden and Fetterman are going to run for president. It's going to be three and one. Uh, but on, <laughs> I was supposed to do a Friends program Tuesday, and they called a snow day. We got less than than a quarter of an inch. My, my little brother even posted something on Facebook where it was just a shovel with just a little bit of uh, ice, and they go, yep, snow day. But the kids got a day off. We got to spend it together. We read a couple books, uh, played a couple board games. It was good. But I had to take care of them because the wife had work. Uh, so I have to reschedule with uh, my friend. So what's been going on, huh? Uh, the world is continuing to spiral and uh, not in an ascendancy. By to bow out uh i mean you know if anyone had a shot it was chris christie he was polling at what 0.5 uh i i think uh my neighbor with the hair lip probably got more votes than chris christie however he decided to you know go enjoy an old country buffet and uh you know walk away from his dream of becoming president uh, it it was you know, it was bound to happen. I, I, I think by the time it's all said and done, pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage, by the way. It's not black coffee. Uh, my, my, my little brother tempted me into going and getting one of these foo-foo drinks. But since I didn't buy steak at the store the other day, I could afford it. We'll talk about that because uh, apparently, and by the way, to the individual that uh, called me a fear monger, for talking about the economy and inflation and how things are going to continue to increase in price. Look, see, you're just a fear monger because, uh, yeah, it's, it's already starting to go down. We'll talk about that. I know. Uh, humble pie. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever had the pleasure, but let me know how it tastes, huh? So allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. We'll get into this and we'll get into other things. Oh, that's good. Um, it's, it's got a sprinkle of something in it. I don't know. It's, it's one of these foo-foo things. It's five bucks. Who pays five bucks for a coffee drink? But it's got four shots of espresso in it. So, you know, it makes up for it. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah. Snow. It's here. And apparently it's here to stay for a minute. Uh, people who were thankful that, uh, the warm weather meant that their heating bills weren't so high. Uh, well, they, they have a reason to stop being thankful for that particular thing now. Uh, but inflation. And look, it doesn't, it doesn't take the CPI report to tell me that inflation is still high and going higher. I was at the grocery store the other day. Uh, and I walked by uh, the the glass tin meat counter. Uh, I I was thinking to myself, hey, you know, maybe steaks on sale. We'll have one. It was nice out back then. 
uh, thought I could grill. You know how much a pound of ribeye costs? And this isn't one of those foo-foo grocery stores. It's not like, uh, what is it, the green something or other. This is just like a, well, it used to be pick and save. Now it's Metro Market uh, because they got bought out. It's still a Kroger thing. But thirty-seven eighty-two for a pound of ribeye steak. And I noticed I wasn't the only one that just walked by, looked at the price, rolled their eyes, and continued their journey. Almost 40 bucks a pound for ribeye steak. Now, I know that Senator Coons, uh, being a fan of fried chicken, doesn't much care, but someone with time on their hands, perhaps one of you that has retired, uh, that listens to this program, could look up what a bucket of KFC cost back when uh, Senator Kuntz brought it uh, onto the Senate floor to try to make a point and what it costs now. Because if steak is at, I, ha- I haven't bought steak in a while, evidently, because it scared me. I'm like, that's, that's, with tax, that's 40 bucks. For a pound of beef, that's that's it's not just bordering on ridiculous. That's insane. And it's Wisconsin, so I'm assuming if you live out in California or New York or some of these other places, uh, you'd think that it was uh, deeply discounted at thirty-eight dollars or at thirty whatever it was. Uh, but inflation has accelerated more than December, marking the 33rd consecutive month with annual prices rising significantly and significantly faster than the 2% target seen as healthy by the Federal Reserve. So uh, now they are uncertain whether they're going to... Uh, Keep interest rates where they are, hike them, or lower them. It's utter confusion. And if you think that uh, anyone at the Fed has any clue, uh, we're talking about the individual that was insistent that inflation was a transitory thing, that it would be all in the, in the rear view, as the kids like to say, uh, quicker than you could say, how much did you say that piece of ribeye is? So the Consumer Price Index, the Labor Department's broad measurement of what consumers pay for goods and services, rose 3.4% in December from a year earlier. It's not your imagination. I know Senator Kuntz wants you to think it is. You're not imagining that you're paying more. You're paying more. And if you think it's only 3.2 or 3.4%, then, uh, you know, I, send, me, send me the address of the grocery store you shop at. Because everything that we buy on a consistent basis has shot up in price and is continuing to go up. Every time you look, I'm, I'm thinking of buying 1,000 gallons of water so I can save myself a few bucks because I drink it. it. It gets drunk as the kids like to say, and it just keeps going up in price. It was, what, 99 120 now it's 250 268 272 And you're like, when does it end? Economists were expecting a year-over-year increase of 3.2%. The 12-month gain was 3.1% in November. 
Compared to the prior month, the CPI was uh, up 0.3%, an acceleration from the gain of 0.2% in November, and faster than the 0.2% forecast. So, yes, things are still going up. Consumer inflation hit its recent peak of 9.2% in June. Now, the, the, the amounts by which things are going up has slowed down, but it hasn't stopped and the prices haven't decreased. And look, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but it looks like uh, El Stocco Marketo is on its last leg. I think we're about to see a giant dump uh, in the stock market. So anybody that still uh, was in the green, as the saying goes, uh, likely won't be over the next couple of months. <sighs> Things are looking as certain individuals have said they're looking for the last year and a half or two years. And for some reason, there are still people thinking that God will, for some unexplained reason, supernaturally save America. Pray tell. Is it just because we're Americans and we feel entitled to being saved supernaturally? Because Lord knows it's, it's not because uh, those that call him by his name uh, are living righteous lives. It's not because uh, we're calling for repentance or righteousness or anything of the sort in the church. Uh, I've got two stories for you. One about a Presbyterian pastor, actually a Presbyterian seminary president, and the other about uh, a Lutheran pastor who, look, we're just going to get into the stories because I need you to realize that these people who insist that they are servants of God are not servants of God. See, the, the, the whole presupposition of being a servant is that you obey your master. It's not that you undermine him. It's not that you call him racist. It's not that you call him bigoted. It's not that you call him misogynistic. It's that you obey him. These people are getting paid by the sheep to smear and lambast the shepherd consistently while wearing rainbow scarves around their neck. Understand that what Christianity has become is, is beyond lukewarm. Most denominations today have become heretical. They are in stark opposition to the word and will of God for men's lives. And the fact that there are still people attending these churches is beyond my ability to comprehend, quite honestly. So let's get uh, into the Lutheran pastor first, and then, of course, uh, the individual who indeed is the seminary president of the Presbyterian denomination. Now, uh, 
Hold on, I read this. And apparently, uh, the, the, the Pope wants to make fat people his enemy. Because uh, what was it he said? Human gluttony is killing the planet. Well, I, I don't think we have to worry about that much uh, for much longer. Because I think most people are on some version of the Venezuela diet. So uh, we're, we're, we're all going to be our, uh, you know, high school weight sooner or later. But Pope Francis, uh, the, the man who never saw a homosexual he didn't advocate for or validate or celebrate or insist that we should embrace into the kingdom, contrary to the word of God, that Pope Francis offered an extended reflection on the sin of gluttony Wednesday. Because why not sodomy? Let's go for the low-hanging fruit. Huh? You know the fat people can't chase you in your little Pope mobile. This is three steps and they're winded. You come against the sodomites this way, they'll, they'll be just throwing eggs at your Pope mobile and running alongside it. Now, I, look, I, I, I'm not, I'm Rubenesque, I'm chubby, but I can still run a mile without falling over debt. By run, I mean in 15 minutes or under. Don't give me the six-minute mile. I'm, I'm sorry. I was not born with the athletic ability to run a six-minute mile. But I can jog it out in 12, 15 minutes. So, again, I, I, I shouldn't take it personally, but somehow I do. Because apparently, uh, all, all you fatties, your gluttony is the most dangerous vice. I know you're thinking to yourself, but there's, there's other things that people do that actually harm others besides themselves. That Again, what are you going to do about it? <gasps> Hyperventilating your oxygen mask after taking five steps trying to chase down the Mobile? Huh? Once again, allow me to sip. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like this stuff. It's got so much caffeine, my nose is starting to bleed. I kid, it's not. I kid. It's a funny one, though. See, you got to laugh. I'm telling you, by the end of 2024, you'll look back on January 2024 and think to yourself, I should have laughed more. When I was listening to that Rubenesque fellow up in Wisconsin talking about all that snowfall, I should have laughed more. Because right now, it's so bleak. My tears are filling up my empty soup bowl. And the restaurant down the street won't let me come in anymore because they know I just steal ketchup packets to make tomato soup. So, Pope Francis, allow me to sip. I know. This, this, this is the only allowance that I require of you. I don't ask you to go to peanuts.com and, 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 and plug my name in for a discount on your favorite nut. I don't ask you to buy atomic underwear or anything else. Just once in a while, allow me to sip a hot beverage so that I may continue to elaborate on the topics that I've chosen to discuss. Pope Francis offered an extended reflection on the sin of gluttony Wednesday, calling it the most dangerous vice. Because it's killing the planet. It's not just killing fat people. It's killing the planet. By the way, 
no, I'm sorry, I'm not on board with uh, what's uh, body positivity. Not a fan. Look, I, I understand I'm overweight. I do my best to mitigate gaining more weight. I try to lose some whenever I have a little time. But to, to come to the mindset that you can be 750, that, that you need someone to pick you up in a school bus, to get you to the pharmacy, to get you your hypertension prescription, and say that you're body positive and, 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 and it's the best thing that you could be, I'm sorry, I, can't, I cannot follow you into that delusion. Now, not for nothing, as the kids like to say, but a lot of the body positive ladies out there that were uh, gung-ho about body positivity, and I'm not talking, you know, deuce, deuce and a half. I'm not talking, you know, a little fluff. I'm not talking a little, you know, uh, big boned. I'm, I'm talking, you know, the linebackers, the 500s, the 6s, the 7s. I mean, it's like they're racing to the 1,000 pounds as though they were getting a prize. Maybe there is one. Maybe you get a free pizza if you hit 1,000 pounds. I don't know, but I'm talking about the big, big ladies that have no qualms about clearing out a buffet, and they're talking about being positive. Well, a lot of those are dropping dead, because apparently, uh, just because you say you are doesn't make you healthy. There's this place, where was it? Oh, in Vegas. It's called the Heart Attack Grill. I know, you learn something new every day. You're welcome. Uh, if you're a Husky fellow or gal and you're looking for a free meal, I think you have to be over 350. They weigh you. When you go into the restaurant, they weigh you. And if you're over a certain amount, either 350 or four, now they're probably going to have to up it. Because let's face it, out here, Wisconsin, I, I drove through Kentucky. I drove through Tennessee, part of Georgia. You know, 350 ain't a thing anymore. I mean, I, I, can, I can walk outside. I'm not going to find any of them shoveling, but if I knock on six doors randomly, I'll probably find one that's 350. So they're probably going to have to up the, the, the weight amount. But if you weigh over 350 or 450, I don't know. Never been, never tried. Uh, you get a free meal. So there's that. And uh, it's called the Heart Attack Grill because they, I, I, I think they fry all of their burgers in butter and fat. It's, it's the healthiest thing you can have. But uh, hopefully, not hopefully, but probably, uh, a, a lot of well-meaning Catholics are going to try to get that place shut down because gluttony. Uh, you know, buffets, uh, they're a thing of the past because now most people bring a purse and they fill it with cold cuts uh, before they get to the main course. Uh, yeah, things, things are tight for a lot of people. I know a lot of people in, in my circle, as it were. I don't have a big circle. My circle is tiny. I know a few people here and there. But all of them are feeling the pinch. All of them have had to cut back on this or that, except the federal government. Federal government spending like they were a sailor on leave. They don't care. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why don't they care that they're getting this country so far into debt that paying it back is it's not nearly an impossibility. It is an impossibility. You can't. All right. See, I didn't want to get into it. I was going to talk about the Pope and the fact that he hates fat people. 
And Jesus didn't hate fat people. If you're supposed to be Jesus' representative on earth, shouldn't you love fat people too, Pope Francis? Or is it just the color-coordinated and lispy that you love? Just a question. I wasn't going to get into this, but now let's get into this. If you have close to 50, if not 51% of people that have gotten used to receiving something from the government by way of either money or stipends or whatever you want to call it, grants, food stamps, EBT cards, whatever it is, how many of them do you think would be on board and give up the benefits that they've become accustomed to and come to expect to, you know, tackle the national debt. There you go. You've answered your own question as to, are we ever going to pay this down? No, we're not. We can't. And eventually, all the people we owe money to are going to realize that we can't. We won't be able to. And then they won't hold back on their derision. They won't hold back on their hatred. They won't hold back on their uh, violence, whether uh, literal or, uh, you know, just uh, using straw men, as it were. So. There are far too many people receiving something from government. I'm not talking about retirees, and I'm not talking about people with pensions. You worked your entire life to have a pension. You you, you worked your entire life to have a retirement. God bless you. Thank you for your service, and thank you for your hard work. Because I guarantee you 40 years from now, I likely won't be around because that that, that would make me 88. There's no way this body's holding out to 88. But 40 years from now, you will see what this mindset has created as far as civilization is concerned. The people that are still willing to be out, I saw a, a, a crew out this morning. It wasn't that early that I was driving in. I shoveled snow for two and a half hours, but it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I was driving into the office, maybe a little earlier, and there was a crew, three guys in a truck, trying to fix uh, a power line. And it wasn't that cold, but guess what, kids? Minus 30 is coming next week. And that same crew of guys is going to be out on those poles trying to fix the power lines so that people can heat their homes. How many of those people do you think are still going to be willing to do the job in 40 years? I know, well, it's okay, we're going to mechanize everything. Is there robots everywhere, robots fixing power lines? Yeah, we're not there yet. I know, there's one restaurant somewhere that has a fully automated thing. Until a robot pinches off somebody's nose or something, they get sued, they get shut down. It is what it is. But as far as as, as manual labor, guys who work on power lines in the middle of winter, plumbers who will come out in the middle of the night because something's gurgling in your toilet, people are, are getting old, they're retiring out, and there's nobody to take their place. I've shared this with friends, and I don't know if I've ever said it on the program, but if I had sons... 
I would strongly urge and encourage them to go into the trades. Because I think that if you know how to do a little wiring, if you know how not to electrocute yourself, if you know how to use a, you know, a, a toilet snake or a sewer snake, you're, you're going to be making money like nobody's business. Not everyone can be in a bathtub full of Cheerios and make YouTube videos and make money. But this is, again, the, the idea and, and the discussion over universal basic income is back on the table. Is that just going to materialize all on its own? Are we going to look up and, and, and a brick $100 bills is going to fall on your table? That money needs to come from somewhere. And guess what? Even the most socialistic, the most communistic, yes, I know that's not a word, but I made it one, the most progressive, I hate using that term, these people are the Neanderthals. These people are the mindless buffoons that think socialism can work. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack, because I always do, but as long as you promise certain demographics, free stuff, they will vote for you. Why do you think so many women abandon their marriages? For no other reason, I didn't feel he understood me. Guy's coming home with calluses on his hands. He's missing half a thumb because some guy just... You, cut the wrong way with a power saw and you're sitting there wanting to talk about feelings at 7 o'clock at night while he's trying to pop as much Vicodin as his body will let him just so the muscle spasms will stop. Really? But there's, there's look, it's inevitable that they will run out of other people's money. And when that happens, you're going to have the external forces of nations wanting their money back because, hey, a deal's a deal and you owe. And 300-odd million people that learn to suckle at the teat of government that aren't going to get their stuff. On Wednesday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams responded to a question on state tax policy by stating, and I quote, we're seeing a hemorrhaging of not only working class people, but we're concerned about losing that high tax base because that tax base pays for our police officers, our teachers, our firefighters, and it keeps our streets clean. Now, granted, if you've been to New York in the last couple of years, you understand that the man is full of hot air. The streets are not clean. The police officers aren't keeping people safe. The teachers aren't teaching anybody. Apparently, there's this new trend of teachers molesting 16-year-olds because, hey, they saw something on the interwebs. So none of this stuff, maybe the firefighters are still putting out fires when they have to, okay? But, but the cops aren't doing anything. I have friends in New York that say, my wife can't go outside because five steps in, somebody will expose themselves to her. They're living in Manhattan. It's supposed to be clean because the taxes pay for it. Anybody that can afford to get out is getting out of New York. 
anybody that can afford to get out is getting out of California. So all you're going to have left are the takers. Because are coming to the realization that they'd like to keep at least half the stuff that they work hard for. If I'm working eight hours a day, it'd be nice to keep my pay from four of those hours. So what's going to happen in a place like New York with, with the tax-based leaving and with the high tax-based leaving is they're going to have to increase taxes on the people that stay. It'll be a higher burden on less people. How do you think that's going to end? Hmm? How do you think that's going to work out? I know the rising phoenix, brother Mike. You don't understand. Oh, I understand it plenty. I understand more than you think I do. Because what you're witnessing right now is the intentional collapse of a nation. And it took a minute. Because this, this, this was a well-oiled machine. This economy worked. So it took a minute to find the sore spots and keep pushing. Right now, we're getting close. We're, 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 we're nearing the edge. And once the free fall begins, whoo, doggy. That's when it's going to be uh, dog eat dog, as the kids like to say. That's when you're not going to want to be anywhere near a major metropolitan city. <sighs> Adams responded, when you look at it, we're one of the highest tax states in the country outside of California. Really? <laughs> How are those two states working? Highest taxes. Highest taxes in the nation, California and New York. Which are the two states that are nearing collapse faster than any other? And you have to take into account the fact that Texas is dealing with the border crisis. Do you understand how the state of Texas would be skipping and, and, and whistling Dixie if they didn't have to deal with the onslaught of the border crisis? But even so, they're not as bad off as New York and California. What was it I read? Somebody sent this to me, and I, I went over it. I forgot to, to put it in a folder. But I, it was in New York. They shut down a high school to uh, house migrants in, and uh, the kids, whose parents pay taxes to send them to school, uh, are not now going to do uh, off-site online learning. We all know how well that went the first time it was tried nationally. The only silver lining in that whole online curriculum, online learning thing is that a bunch of perverts were caught because they didn't realize the cameras were on. In Illinois, they caught like three guys. One of them was an uncle. The other one was a dad molesting children while doing Zoom class. That's like the only silver line. It, it, it stopped a few perverts from being perverted. But other than that, kids today, 
a high school child in America today is behind intellectually by at least two to three years. And that's one who tries. That's one who's not obsessed with becoming a different gender or or hooked on TikTok. That's one who actually goes to school and learns the curriculum. They're three years behind the Chinese and the Russians and everybody else. I know, but we're the greatest nation in the world. Perhaps we were. At one time, perhaps we were. I weep for what we have become. I dread what we will become. And I'm fascinated by, by, by what we're becoming only insofar as how few people are realizing what's going on. I, I, I think that's, that's, that's the only reason for my fascination. Otherwise, I'm, I'm heartbroken. My, I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. The only thing I can pray for is that God give me the strength to protect my kids because society's not going to do it. I, I'm not even... Look, if, if I held out any hope that the solution was political, then... I I would speak about the upcoming elections and about the politics thereof in a more serious fashion, but it's not. And right now, they're already gaslighting the American people. Can you believe it? Biden's up in Pennsylvania, of all places. Biden is beating everyone, including Trump in Pennsylvania. Whoever keeps sending me the shirts, make one. They got one through the net. They know how it works now. So if, look, what is it I read? Oh, uh, Rand Paul. See, there's, there's still a couple of decent guys. I like Rand Paul. I mean, I'm, I'm, a lot of you think that, that his dad was, was the third coming of the Messiah. I, you know, I, I'm not on board with that one. But I like the cut of Rand Paul's, Rand, Rand Paul's jib. And even he says that the Republicans are going to sell the American people out on border security. Another uh, article I saw, the headline was, the Republicans are the last line of defense on border security. Then that means you have none. If you're counting on, on elected officials to keep you safe or to make this nation uh, respect its borders, you're fooling yourself. These people have an agenda. The agenda is being carried out. Everything else is just background noise. Everything else is just distraction. The GOP Senate leadership is preparing to betray their voters on President Joe Biden's migration flood, Senator Rand Paul told Fox News on Tuesday. The still-secret draft deal is a sellout. It's going to continue to allow illegal immigration because Democrats are threatening Senator McConnell with an aid cutoff for Ukraine, Paul said before adding. 
It's saying, oh, we'll let 5,000 people come illegally a day, and then after that, we might try to stop the next 5,000 that day. It's completely a sellout. I agree. But that, that horse done run out of the barn, kid. I, I understand that, that you need to give the American people hope so they turn out and vote. But put a fork in it. You could stop illegal immigration today. There's a lot of people in this country. For every documented migrant, there's probably 20 that aren't. Look, if, if you want to understand the changing demographic, and again, I have no problem with immigration. I am an immigrant, legal, law-abiding, with the specific desire to assimilate and become an American. I'm not saying none of the people coming across the border don't want to assimilate and become Americans. But what I am saying is that a very large percentage have been taught that the minute they get to the U.S., this is where they need to go. This is how they need to apply for benefits. These are the documentations they need to bring abuela and abuelo and mamacita and hermana and hermano and all the others across so they too can get benefits. See, what's happening in New York and what's happening in California is a microcosm of what's happening nationwide. Eventually, you and I, the working stiffs, the mules that are trying to carry the boulder up the hill are going to run out of steam. You're not Sisyphus, neither am I. Eventually, your legs will give out. Eventually, you'll grow too weary to go on. And the other thing nobody's considering is that there will be an uncontrollable and undeniable bitterness that will only grow and mature as the average American citizen, and I'm not going to say is made to feel because it's, it's evident now. You mean I'm supposed to take off work and keep my kid at home and make sure he sits in front of his laptop because you have to house a bunch of migrants in the school that my tax money paid for. The bitterness will only grow. And it's not a healthy thing. That bitterness is not a healthy thing. But they're counting on it. You, you have to understand that they're counting on societal breakdown. They're counting on economic collapse, because only then can they usher in the new, the different. And the thing that you will have to keep in mind, the thing that you will have to look out for, the thing that you will need to remember that some guy in Wisconsin on January the 11th, 2024, told you, is that the same people and the same faces are going to be power trying to tell you that this is going to be different. 
It's we're all equality, baby. We're all going to start on the same foot. We see anybody trying to run ahead of the pack, we'll we'll just kneecap them. Because how dare they? Even the Pope, even the Pope says that the most dangerous vice is your gluttony. Why do you need three bedrooms? Why can't you be satisfied with one? Why do you need two cars? You live in California, just ride a bike, fatty. And this is how they usher in, I'm not going to call it socialism, because it's not, it's communism. And the people that never tried, and the people that never wanted to work, and the people that were too lazy to apply themselves in a place like America, where even a half-hearted attempt... We'll keep a roof over your head and food on your table. All those people are going to cheer and clap because we got to eat the rich. Yeah, how dare you? But I promise you, I promise you, Mitch McConnell isn't giving up his mansion. Nancy Pelosi isn't giving up her mansion. None of these people that are telling you that the system is so broken that the only thing we can do is hit reset. Go to digital currency and make everyone equal. None of these people are going to give up what they've amassed. Not one. Remember these words when you see it happening. Because only then will you understand the play. Only then will you understand that it's not about Republican and Democrat. It's about the people that believe they have a right to control your life. It's about people that believe they have a right to control your destiny. It's about people that have a right or think they have a right to tell you how much food you can eat, how much toilet paper you can use how charitable you can be, who you should be charitable with. And apparently the only thing that there's no limits on is sodomy and weed. Bring on the drugs and the hedonism because that aids them in their plan to utterly destroy and implode this nation. There. Didn't plan on going dark today. I was going to talk about fat people and the Pope. But here we are, aren't we? And we're getting close, and there's no remedying it. Look, well, Chris Christie dropped out, so that leaves the the, the door open for Trump. They, They will not allow it. Didn't you hear Joe Biden's ahead in Pennsylvania already? What will it take for you to wake up? What, what will it take to take all, all, all of these, these foolish people that call themselves prophets that are promising you it's all going to be okay, Trump's going to come in on a unicorn bare-chested with an M16 and a Jewish flag tattoo on his chest. 
What will it take to they take those people out to the woodshed and just beat them about the head and shoulders with, with sticks? Because I think this, this, is, this is another one of the ways that they keep people docile. They, they, they tell them these fanciful tales of what's going to happen eight months, a year, two years down the road. Don't worry about it. I, I've seen it. The Lord hath shown me as I was riding my pet dinosaur in heaven. I looked down and I saw Trump president again. And, and, and people are like, well, I was going to say something. I was going to, you know, go out and go, this isn't right. But, hey, Trump's coming back. There's no point. He'll fix everything. Yes, I just took a sip without asking permission. So I know now now you're going to write letters. We're in a pickle. And the people that we elected to represent us aren't. And now you have this uh, confluence. I know it's a big word. It's, it's a coming together of religious leaders and political leaders presenting a unified front. And the religious leaders are saying, the Lord told me. The political leaders are saying, it's for your own good. And most people aren't rational enough to, to, to look at the situation objectively and say, something's wrong here. It doesn't smell right. But back to Pope Francis. And his disdain for fat people. What about fat sodomites? Are you conflicted, il papi? Are you conflicted when you see a fat sodomite? Because on the one hand, ew, they're fat. On the other, though, oh, they're sodomites. So I don't know. How, how, I, I'm curious. If I was a reporter... In the Vatican, that is one of the questions that I would ask Il Papi if he ever did a press conference. Are you conflicted about beast homosexuals? Because apparently, the most dangerous vice today is gluttony, as per his words. And he continues and he says, the way we eat is the manifestation of something inner. The pontiff said during his weekly general audience in the Vatican, a predisposition to balance or immoderation. You mean self-control? <gasps> really? Il Pope, can you not? Ascend your gaze upon the sodomite and say the same thing. Nay, nay, no, no. Okay, thanks, thanks. Well, hopefully, it's uh, the Vatican will be filled to the rafters with sweat and cellulite. 
of fat Catholics protesting his words. But I doubt it. Like I said, it's hard to, you know, pull around one of those oxygen tanks. Oh, do you think that like the guards at the Vatican are now told to keep fat people out? Uh, if they have a rainbow pin, let them in. But if they're fat, they, they have to prove their homosexuality because, you know, there's so few fat homosexuals. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I'm trying to help everybody out here, kids. But yes, here we are. We didn't even get to uh, the Lutheran pastor. We didn't even get to uh, the Presbyterian seminary president. But uh, next week, barring a mushroom cloud, is another day. Thank you for uh, listening let's, let's get to into today's broadcast. I know Gino's very excited. I can, I can hear his radio. He's playing something. But I still have a few minutes, Gino. So you My sit mistake, wherever Mike, you sorry. are and enjoy your hot cocoa. I'll be done <laughs> when I'm done. Thank you very much. Yep. I kid, my friend. All right. The Reverend Doctor, aren't they all, though? I know. I should, I should make myself some titles. Captain of the Enterprise. That's already been taken. Never mind. I know all the Star, War, Star, uh, Star Trek geeks are like, yay! I, I just, I heard it. I'm not a Star Trek geek. I'm sorry. I know Captain Kirk. Once upon a time, that's all I know. But the Reverend Doctor Victor Aloya Junior is the president of Columbia Theological Seminary in Decatur, Georgia, one of the 12 seminaries belonging to the Presbyterian Church. And he previously served as the Associate Dean of Institutional Diversity. Oh, Lord. See, this is, again, because there's, like, uh, there's articles on Christian Post decrying the shrinking churches and, and, and talking about how so many pastors are about to ready, ready to give up the ghost. Good. If this is what comes out of seminary, if this is the kind of individual that's supposed to lead you to spiritual maturity in that you can shepherd other people, then good. Let it burn. Let it die. Arroyo ripped into the parable of the wedding banquet in Matthew 22, saying that if what we hear in today's gospel is really what the kingdom of heaven is like, then I'm not interested. He described it as disturbing and inflammatory and reveals that he's mystified by the behavior of characters in this bizarre little story. And it doesn't fit into the image of the kingdom of heaven. Well, Mr. Aloyo, uh, allow me to say that you have nothing to be afraid of, whether you're interested or not, regarding the kingdom of heaven. I, I, I believe that unless repentance is forthcoming and found in your heart, sir, uh... You're, you're, you're not even going to get to see past the gates. This is, this is American spirituality. These are the people teaching other people how they should teach people. So, yes, I know. Mike, but what about the Great Revival? Where? How? With uh, Presbyterian Seminary President Arroyo? 
saying, well, I, I, I don't want any of that. Even though Jesus, nope, nope, I don't want it. Well, there you go. There's worse. There's worse. I just didn't have time to get into it. This is the situation that we're living in. We have to confront reality so that we can react to it and not be swept away by it. And now, having expended my thoughts for the day, I gladly surrender the rest of my time to my friend Gino, who is currently away. So, Gino, if you got something to say, go ahead and say it. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Love you. See you next week. Thank you, Mike. Well, one thing I want to say is uh, when the Bible says perilous times will be here, and you got leaders of seminaries and churches crying the word of God, and the holiness of God, you got the perfect storm of uh, what Jesus said. The faith of many will be cold. When I return, will I find faith? And it's just apostasy. And how can the sheep not call out these leaders? People in these denominations, aren't there enough people to say, these leaders should not even be in, in their positions or in their position of leadership. They don't even know the word of God. They don't know the way of God. And uh, Demetrio said, uh, Romanian proverb, the fish stinks from the head first. The head smells, then the rest of the fish should be thrown out. And how true that is. And, you know, there's just no lack of seeing each week on our show, Mike reading about these leaders, even recently another leader with IHOP caught in in doing evil things. And, and uh, just a very sad thing. We need to fear God, love God, respect the Lord, and love every tenet of the word of God and believe in God's word and believe exactly what God's word says and never undermine it or Doubt it, never uh, decry it as being too hard or too harsh because the road is narrow and few find it. The road that leads to destruction and many walk down that road. And uh, that's never going to change. And you know we're in days of apostasy and heresy when churches are endorsing gay pride events and drag shows and all this garbage. So with that, I totally concur with what Mike's saying that these leaders will never even see past the for listening to the light of truth radio broadcast thank you for listening to today's broadcast the light of truth with michael baldea if you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast please visit our website at handofhelp.com if you have questions about our ministry you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are